Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Holly Melanated Podcast Show. I am your host, Natasha Monique, and thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I have to confess that um, I actually had two podcasts that I thought I was ready to upload and share with the world, but um, the world and my 15 listeners, <laughs> hey y'all, <laughs> but yeah, um, those two episodes were chapters that um, I preferred to just keep to myself. You know, um, sometimes I listen to some things and um, before I publish it and I'm just like, yeah, no, <laughs> um, half of it is like, oh my God, they're going to judge me. But then half of it is just like, no, you can, you can keep that to yourself. Sis. Um, I'm learning boundaries um, because although I am so ready for this uh, journey and, you know, you guys, if you follow me for years, you know that I've been pretty open and um, I... Uh, even before I started changing, um, you know, no, 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 let me go back. Um, I've been open and now that I am changing, I I see the transition of the woman that I'm becoming. And sometimes I look back at that woman on social media that was on my Facebook a few years ago, um, on my Instagram posts. If you scroll all the way down, um, I'm embarrassed by that woman. And, um, so sometimes I try to forget her. Um, but I have to say to myself, that's not you. You 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 know you behaved a certain way because of s- certain reasons, you know things that you know. You just were not <laughs> aware of that was just not appropriate. You know, my mom. Sometimes when I would post stuff, my mom would be like, "Oh, why would you post that? It's not appropriate." And my mom was right, but I, I, I it was like this hatred in my heart. Like mind your business, because why weren't you being a mother during X, Y, and Z? When I was doing this, why weren't you being a mother? Like, why are you so worried about the world seeing me be ratchet now? Because behind closed doors, you didn't care. And I, I mean, I guess I'm just having that moment right now as I'm saying it to you guys that I really just, I wouldn't listen. I'm like, I don't want to hear shit you got to say because where was it before? So just thinking back, um, you know, I am learning to um, be proud of the woman that I am meant to be. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a scary journey. It really is. And, um, today I was catching up on a few episodes on Iyala and, um, what I kept hearing her say, um, to the women she was speaking to is that they were disconnected, that they had checked out emotionally, that they couldn't feel and um i felt like that all my life that i had checked out that i couldn't feel and because i was so abused um i don't like people in my personal space um which is odd because as a kid who was exposed to um sexual advances um molestation at a very young age i don't know what boundaries are i've seen things that no kid at my age should have ever seen I don't know what boundaries are, so um, I felt like I was two people. I felt like I was this person at um, at night. Okay, Sasha Fierce. Like I remember priding myself on being like, "That's me." And back then, I just looked at it like, first of all, Beyonce was popping. Like when she did that, I was like, "What?" 
yes, like because that's how I felt. But on a deeper level, I felt like that um that free that freeing feeling of being able to sleep with whoever I wanted to and being in control of sleeping with whoever I wanted to. And in my young, oblivious, naive, twisted mind, no anybody talking about me because during the day, you know, I am a district executive, you know, during the day I handle my business, you know, during the day, I look like a, a, a young black girl who in her 20s, still didn't have a kid yet, still have a degree, you know, and I prided myself on being that person. Like, I, I don't got no kids, so what? And, and I really used to think that people were not talking about me because Natasha thought she was perfect. But Sasha fears, she kind of thought she was perfect too. But in in her own uh, uh sexual goddess way, but not in the way that I wanted to be so I felt like I was two people and I felt like I checked out when I ever I was Sasha Fierce because I have done things that when I woke up the next morning I was like what the what happened and I was ashamed and I am realizing that the reason why I was so ashamed was because that is not who I am you know, and it even makes me just even think about some podcast episodes. Like when I listen to them on mine and I'm editing them, I'm like, wait a minute. That's not you. That's not you. You're forcing it. Get rid of it. Or better yet, that's a part of you that keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself. Keep it. I don't know where I was going with that. but <laughs> Those are the things that I feel. But, um. When I was really watching those episodes, it made me so emotional because that checking out, I understand the the checking out. I understand that little girl that feels abandoned. I understand a little girl that never felt hurt, so she rages out. And I remember it being so explosive. I remember mentioning an episode before smacking myself in the head because I'll be so angry because I'm like, you're not listening to me because I felt like my mother neglected me. I felt like my mom, once my brother came, like that was it. You know, I felt like my dad, he neglected me and in his own narcissistic way, because I was the kid who went off the, the, the daughter that went to college, that got the good grades. You know, I was his trophy. I was my dad's trophy. And so I felt like I had to be perfect. So, yeah, at night of uh, Jezebel, but during a day, I am my daddy's perfect trophy child. And that's a lot to have to deal with. And I felt like all my life, I did not know who I was. I didn't know who to be. So... I find myself being excited. Okay, first let me just acknowledge the noise in the background. Ayub is looking for me and he busting up my groove right now. He better leave me alone. If you want to know what I want to drink, Moscato Red, you know that. Red Moscato, go away. <laughs> sorry, y'all. And that's like so, like, I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I, I, I do that off. I'll probably edit this out because I was having a whole moment. And that's another thing. Like, when I'm trying to do my podcast and, like, I'll be really in the groove and, like, here here comes noise. <laughs> so, 
I got to find another way to have peace and quiet. But anyway, I just find myself yearning for who I'm supposed to be, who I'm meant to be. Because all my life, I felt like I was just being a puppet for people. All my life, I felt disrespected. I felt unheard, you know. And um, I, I had a conversation with my girlfriend today. And she invited me out. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. And she was like, no, why? I want you to come. And I was like, no, I don't want to come. I, I don't want to be around a certain energy and she you know asked like you know well, what kind of and I'm just like I don't want to be around people that don't respect me I don't want to be around people who took my kindness for weakness because even even the, I just don't want to be around people that are triggers right now because during this process I am learning that you have to remove yourself from people and situations and it's okay it does not make you a punk all my life I felt like because I didn't speak up for myself it made me a punk and when you're growing up in the hood yeah it does but what I'm realizing is that I didn't speak up for myself because I was always told to shut up I didn't speak up for myself because when I did it, I slapped in the mouth. I didn't speak up for myself because I was told, no, you can't do it. But the other cousins got to do it because I looked a certain way. And so because I was light skinned and, and quiet, I thought I was better. So I got treated, I got treated bad. And the cousins that I guess in my older adult, no better or should have known better relatives mind the the other cousins got treated better because oh don't treat the light skin one better so that's what I've dealt with all my life so that just manifested into allowing uh, first of all being around friends that were like that because I've had friends that were straight bullies like seriously they were bullies to me and I can say that excuse me <coughs> I can say that because that's the problem we don't acknowledge truth and a lot of times when you say you're being bullied, most black people are like, what? Bullied? I remember saying that to my husband. I remember saying to him that I was bullied. And he looking at me like, you too damn old to be feeling that way. What? No, I'm not. I'm acknowledging. I'm acknowledging truth. And yes, I did feel bullied. And because yes, I was bullied. And, and I know some of y'all listening to it that have been in that situation. And maybe you didn't know that you were being bullied. But that's bullying. When people think that they could talk to you any kind of way, do whatever they want, violate your space, that is a form of bullying. And because I dealt with that all my life, I became numb to it. I thought I was supposed to be friends with those people. So think so today when my girlfriend asked me, it made me angry inside. And she said something that really made me say, you know what, you're right. But it also made me say to myself, yeah, but I'm still going to own my feelings. And I'm still going to protect my energy. And right now, I'm not there yet. So I'm going to stay my ass home. Or go somewhere else because I'm not there yet. But she said to me, you have to learn how to not allow people to get to you. You know, you have to kill people with kindness. Because people going to be who they are. It's how you respond. And you know that I know. But I'm not there yet. And I know I'm not there yet. 
And I know if I put myself in certain situations to be around certain people, I'm not going to heal. I'm going to revert back. It's like actually a, a, um, a recovering addict. It's like being around coke. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, 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 a an alcoholic being at a party with people popping bottles. No, I'm not there yet. So I can't be around people who are allowed to bully me because that little girl inside of me was like, if you speak up, I don't know. And that's the crazy thing. I, I didn't think they was going to do anything to me. I just learned how to ignore and avoid the disrespect. And just think about how psychologically torturing that is to have somebody violate your space and you can't do nothing about it. Or you, no, 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 you feel you can't do nothing about it or you think you can't do nothing about it. And what's the worst that can happen? My therapist asked me that. What is the worst that can happen if you speak up for yourself? I was like, in my mind, I think they're going to hit me. She was like, well, do you want to fight? I was like, no, but I mean... Somebody hit you in the back, but that's literally the worst that can happen. Or when you do speak up, you do learn. And I am learning that when you check people, they back off. And I and I and I never realized how every day for the past <laughs> 33 years I've allowed people to violate my space I checked out I thought I had to be perfect I thought I had to be whatever it is my dad needed me to be to show people that my daughter's perfect my daughter has college education my dad used to tell people I was a lawyer I'm not nobody's lawyer my degree is in family and child studies with a concentration in family services. I'm, I have a social work, a, a BA in social work is what I have. Now, if I want to uh, further pursue it, I could work with people in law. But <laughs> I was not a lawyer. <laughs> he didn't know that. He just knew to say that because the narcissist in him wanted people to look at my daughter. One of the hardest things you will have to do, or I am doing, what the hardest things I'm doing during my journey is acknowledging a lot of shit and knowing that and acknowledging my truth, I'm going to upset people, but that don't have anything to do with me. Hell, some people might listen to this and, and might think I am talking about them. I mean, hey... If the shoe fits, hey, Cinderella. And that's not even no shade, no subliminal. Nah, I'm, I'm not here for none of that. I'm just saying. When you have to own truth, that means that you're holding other people accountable as well. And that's all I'm doing. Holding people accountable and hope that. Because sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing that because they're dealing with their own world of hurt. So I am saying it from a place where I feel peaceful now. I'm still not at the point where I can go be around certain people. I ain't there yet. <laughs> However, 
I am in a place where I forgive. Because now I see people for who they are. I feel sad for them. What I'm realizing about a lot of black women, especially those black women that bullied me and picked on me and teased me or whatever the case may be. Not even whatever the case may be that have done those things to me. Is that they're dealing with their own world to hurt. So they feel like they have to pass it on. That's all. This is a heavy cross to bear. So let me share this hurt with somebody else. Uh, look at that one. I, she looks she looks scary. Let me fuck with her. <laughs> and that's exactly how it went. And so now knowing that, you know, um, it just makes it much easier for me to deal with them. And it also makes it much easier for me to um, forgive and not even have to acknowledge them if I choose not to. Um, I know for some people, um, the way that they acknowledge that they're healing and that they're over something that somebody did, they'll continue to interact with them. I don't think... For some people, I will ever be there. I think it's just a situation where we won't leave it where it's at. Because I'm realizing that my energy that I gave off to some people, um, it was the shit that we do to each other as black women that who do you think you are? Or you think you better? that energy and don't get me wrong I've had moments where I had to do a self-check like that wasn't nice but I'm not talking about that I'm talking about just not even opening my mouth just yet but just sitting there but seeing it a look that I know a look that reminded me of my cousin who was close to 30 I want to say when she used to have to babysit me I maybe was 8 years old and this woman used to beat the shit out of me. I probably, no, I was like six. That same look is what I see. When I see those women. And I never realized that until now. That I'm speaking to you guys. Like, see, y'all are a part of my journey with me. Y'all are a part of this healing process with me. Again, I feel like God gives us gifts. He gives us gifts and you got to use them wisely. And if your gift is to help heal, heal. Obviously, you know, you, you, you get you right. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm getting myself right, right before your eyes. But I do feel like when I look at a lot of those women, I see that, that I know that look, that hatred, that anger, that resentment. That has that had nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. And we accept things from strangers because our own fucking family do it to us. Your own family, your own flesh and blood do it to you. So a stranger, that's nothing. Oh, come on, walk all over me. Oh, verbally abuse me. Oh, be shady. Oh, bully me. It's okay. 
And even as I'm saying this, parts of me is like, at some point, you gotta, you gotta talk about violence. You gotta talk about that. You could fight. You have to because people listening to this gonna call you a punk. That's really what's going on in the back of my head as I'm trying to talk to y'all about working through this. It's still a little part of me feels like that little girl in me gotta stand up for herself and say, don't get it fucked up. But I don't have to say that. I don't have to do that. I don't have to. Because I'm a grown ass woman. I don't have to protect protect that little girl anymore. It's okay. The grown woman is here. And she's standing in it. And I'm standing in it right now. I am standing in it. It is important to have these conversations by any means necessary. It is important. Because when I look at social media, and I'm and honestly speaking, like I go off and on with that relationship. I excuse me, I'm so sorry, y'all. I definitely delete the Facebook because no. Even and I'll say this, and here's why I delete Facebook for one. Because I feel like it's obituary. I feel like it's the bearer of bad news. I feel like you could click on Facebook and literally see somebody beheaded. You click on Facebook and see somebody being stabbed to death. Not okay. That's why most of us mentally are checked out. Because, are you kidding me? And not to mention, just the, 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 did you hear such and such said this? Every time my mother tell me what a family member said, I be looking at her like, ma. And I try to respectfully tell her, I don't want to hear that shit. That's, I don't want to hear that. That's that's not for me. That's for them. I don't care. And when I look at Instagram and I see that, um, now I'm going to shift it a little bit because that's the direction I was originally going in, but I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. And it wasn't shade. It wasn't sub. I'm just saying <laughs> that's, that's my journey. Why <laughs> delete Facebook? But now with Instagram. What I see on Instagram a lot is, um, on my Instagram, it's a lot of women that work out. That motivates me. So every time I eat something bad, I just be like, fuck you, Angela Simmons, because you look good, sus. But I love you, Angela. But just saying, whenever I see stuff like that, you know, it motivates me to, like, stay in a race. But then there are some women who, um, when I look on the Explore page, they just fighting and cattiness and and, and, and about having a body and sometimes I I wonder like is what I'm doing like worth it because don't get me wrong I follow a lot of women on Instagram who um are they deliver sorry (laughs) they deliver the same content if not even more so I can identify with them too, but I guess that part of me that is like scared to own who she is still, it's like, oh, what if I just was like them and just, it's like, okay, (laughs) I'll just be that. And there's no shade to them because I don't know them. But nowadays with social media, perception is reality. 
And I just, some days I feel like it's just much easier to just look like Placacow and just, you know, be that. I guess because subconsciously I know that um, part of owning truth and um, really standing in who you are, you're going to shed a lot of things, a lot of dead weight. And one of them is definitely friends. Friends that they just don't, they don't sit right with my soul anymore. And I think that it breaks my heart. Um... Because I am breaking away from <laughs> psychological torture. You know, I am um I am learning that I might come out of this with like three friends. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm I, I have more friends that are that are dope as fuck, but I'm just saying, you know. Um learning this truth is just like it's really scary and when you are addicted um I, and I love when I was watching Iyala and she said that addicted to struggle you're addicted I'm addicted to struggle pain is my choice of drug Because it's just so much easier. Because what else do you know if you knew this shit since you was born into it? Is that good feelings? I don't know what that feels like. I'm going to just stay over here. Is that a new friend? Hmm. I don't know. I'm suspicious of her. I'm just going to stay over here with the ones that's shitty, shady, and be talking about me with the next one. It's a scary feeling. It really is. But I want to do the work because I see the difference that it's making in me. I see the difference that it's making me as a mother. I see the difference that it's making um, in my relationship with my partner. I feel like we're getting closer because before everything was about everybody except us. I came home from work and complained and, and talked about everything except us. And those few weeks that I really just took time out for my family, I had a good time. It was uncomfortable because, hey, I don't know what this is. This is fun. Hey, what is this? This is family time. This is what it's like to come home and really pay attention to my husband and my son. This is family time. I never seen this growing up, but I like it. And I seen the same discomfort in my husband's eyes when it came to us doing something together as a family. Now him and my son together, oh, that's they besties for life. But now adding mommy into it too, because he didn't see it either growing up. He was just like me. Our dad and mom had these crazy ass relationships. We rarely seen them together. And if we did, it wasn't nice. So we're trying to figure out our own version of healthy. And my husband has oof, went through great lengths to protect his peace and be a healthy version of himself. Maybe one day he'll share some stuff with you guys. But that's his journey, so I won't violate his space boundaries. Yeah, man. I used to always say growth and change makes us uncomfortable, and and I was getting I was getting there. 
But now I'm really, really understanding that growth and change is uncomfortable. But I want to see what's on the other side. I'm ready. About two sessions ago, my therapist asked me, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And I couldn't say anything. I said, I feel lost. I feel confused. I feel tired. But that's how I felt on the outside. And just a little bit on the inside. But when I started to really own, 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 own those parts of me that I stopped allowing myself to say, you don't get to, you don't get to uh, speak highly of yourself. You don't get to be a whole mood. When I stopped denying myself of the things that other people deny me of because of their insecurities, because of their dysfunction, because of their trauma. I was able to go back and answer her question about who I see when I look in the mirror. Fuck what other people see cuz you don't know me. And I and I and what what is crazy is I really started to see that people have this perception but they don't know. People will call you a bad mother, but they don't know. And it's like, "Hey, tend to your own business." People will say, you, you, you're a bad partner, you're a bad spouse, but they don't know. People will call you a punk or disrespect you, but they don't know. So when I was able to answer that question about who I am, I was able to say, I am a great mother. I am a caring woman. I am fashionista. I am a great cook. I am a lover. I love children. I'm a fucking force to be reckoned with. And I ended. I ended my list. is way more. But I ended my list with that. I am a force to be reckoned with. And that is a beautiful thing. That is me standing in my truth. That is me saying, fuck what anybody think, because you don't know me. You only know what you think. And you only know what I share. Because remember what I said in the beginning of this episode. There are some chapters that you got to keep it for yourself. And it's a lot of shit that I keep to myself. Because if people really knew, they could not stand in these eight and a halves. They could not. Sidebar for me to be really tall. Well, not really tall, but I'm five nine. I only wear eight and a half in females and six and a half in men. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Y'all know I can't. Y'all know I like to go in, but I got to throw that in there. But anyway, I'm if I lost you, I'm sorry. Come back. But if I really shared the the trauma, the sadness, some people couldn't hang. They'd be like, stop talking. I was twenty. Eight years old. When I experienced. 
inappropriateness from a relative all over again. It wasn't the same person, but it was the same situation. And I froze because all I could say was, is this happening again? And I kept saying, move, move, bitch, scream, say something, punch his ass. What are you doing? And I couldn't. I couldn't. The little girl in me was like, just don't fight. And when I gathered, like, that my space was being, like, violated, that somebody made me uncomfortable by stepping in my space by touching me inappropriately. Hey, motherfucker, you got to go home. But that's something I bury so deep because that's a fucking norm. And that shit is not okay. It's not. And even after that, another relative thought it was appropriate to say inappropriate stuff. And it was like, hey, don't do that. Not okay. But again, I just removed myself. I didn't come around anymore. Because what happens when you try to share? What happens when most little kids try to tell? Then don't nobody believe them. So in my mind, that little girl in me was like, nobody going to believe me. Because I have a past. They're going to think, oh, maybe you did that. And I wasn't even like that. What I did when I was quote unquote Sasha Fizz, had I wouldn't, what family? You kidding me? No. I lived my fucking life. And it's really, really, really upsetting when women try to speak their truth. And if they're known to be promiscuous, oh, you was asking for it. No. No, I was not. That don't give no, even if you thought that, that don't give you the fucking right to violate my space. And I know what I just said probably sparked up a whole different, oh shit, who's she talking about? It doesn't even matter. I am sharing that to say nobody get to tell me who they think I am because don't nobody know but me and half the shit I share with y'all I'm still here I did not give up I didn't stop fighting there were times where I wanted to end my life I was tired of being in fucking pain I was tired of being around people who oppressed me do you know how fucking you do know because a lot of y'all dealt with it but just think about it how psychologically damaging it is to look at the motherfucker who violated your space, to look at the cousin who punched you over and over and over, to look at the cousin who bullied you, and I still got to sit around you? Fuck no. When I got pregnant with my son, I don't know what ignited in me. But I was like, absolutely not. Not to him. Not with the type of mother he got and definitely not with the type of father he got. Yeah. 
You don't get to do that anymore. The grown woman in me, the grown woman I am, is present. And I want to be here. The mother wants to be here. The wife wants to be here. And we going to see this shit out. So I hope if you was listening to this, you felt something. My pain is your pain. I understand. And even for those chapters you don't want to read out loud, sis, bruh. It's all right. Keep it for you. But don't stay there. If you got to write that shit out and say to yourself, now how am I going to deal with these chapters? You do that. But you don't fucking give up. You keep fighting. Because when you stand in the mirror, I want you to look at yourself and own what you see in that mirror. And I know it's something beautiful. You may not feel it. The world may have told you that. You're not. But no, you own that. You know how often I I play in the mirror now. With this C-section, 16 months to go had a baby body. And I don't fucking care. I stand in that. I don't care my butt flat. Because who said that having a big butt made me a black woman? Who said that I had to speak a certain way in order to pass the black people test? <laughs> Who said any of those things? Who said that I have to dress provocative or, or any any of those things is associated? No, that's 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 what they want you. That's what society tells you. That's what we have been brainwashed to believe. Stand in your truth and own that truth. Whatever you look in that mirror and see, own that. Whether positive or negative, own it. (laughs) Wait, okay, now my cousin talking about throwing my son out the window. So I gotta go. And guys, don't take that like crazy. Um, I'm sorry because it's so hard for me to to do podcasts sometimes when family when you when you what could you do I am a mother trying to start a podcast (laughs) and this is what happens you hear my son running around and you hear my cousin telling my husband that Tasha's trying to record a podcast you need to be quiet and he's like what you want me to do he's a kid he's gonna run throw him out the window (laughs) I wanted to end on the laughing note. I did. But I want you guys to do your homework. Like my therapist told me to do my homework. I want you to do your homework. And I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you to write down what you see. Please do. And I hope you really see how beautiful you are. Your core. I need you to see in your core. How beautiful you really are. Thank you guys for listening to the Holly Melanated Podcast Show. And I am your host, Natasha Monique. 
And you guys have a great evening. Peace.